May I speak in the name of the living God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. One of the most scary and exciting things I have uh, ever seen is uh, at a boxing match uh, where my son was one of the uh, competitors and watching the build-up to entering the boxing ring. And they box, uh, each boxer has a special team that sort of, I suppose, psych them up. And uh, in this uh, boxing match, they, they, they could choose a piece of music to actually uh, arrive to, uh, into the arena. In, and, and there was uh, dry ice smoke and lights, and there was uh, lots and lots of pizzazz. And uh, the doors flung open, and uh, my son's uh, team led him out into the arena. And there was, it was a great sense of, uh, well, a, a great surge of adrenaline and, uh, and worry for a parent thinking, who's going to get the first punch in? It was uh, quite a thing. It was, uh, it was controlled, but it was very, very, very exciting uh, to see uh, each boxer led into the arena by their team. I suppose this morning we are seeing something of Jesus and the devil going into the arena of the wilderness for this bout, this match, and you see it, this backwards and forwards, these questions and responses. I suppose you could say in the left-hand corner, it's so-and-so in the right-hand corner, it's so-and-so, and off they go. There is something of the gladiatorial arena in this story. There's also something of a bit of a rematch. It speaks something of that Garden of Eden moment which we heard about where uh, the, the serpent, which is an image of, uh, traditional image of the devil, begins to engage Adam and Eve in a conversation, mainly about what God has said to them. But here now is Jesus being led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. It sort of makes you feel as though the Spirit is saying to the devil, now try this human for size. The reading this morning from the Gospel speaks to me of three things. Who are we? What do we hunger for? And where do we find strength for the journey? It is about truth and identity, appetite and power, Grace and mercy. The devil really cuts to the chase with his questions. If you are the Son of God. If you are. The best way to weaken someone's resolve is to take away their sense of identity. I've been reading a book recently about the Russian Revolution. The book is called Former People. And one way that uh, the revolutionaries tried to uh, crush and suppress uh, anybody of the old uh, school, the aristocracy and the, the old guard, as it were, to call them, I suppose, has-beens. But it moved uh, even further than that as the years went by. They were no longer just has-beens. They were classed as former people almost invisible, almost of uh, no consequence. 
and they were suppressed. And to call somebody a former person takes them outside any sense of personal identity. Also, to remove somebody's name and to tattoo a number on their arm is the ultimate of losing one's identity. The devil was using his old strategy. If you are. It's the one he used in the Garden of Eden to doubt what God has said. Are you sure that God has said that to you? Are you sure? At Jesus' baptism, just prior to his being led into this arena of the wilderness, we hear these words from the Father. This is my Son, the Beloved, with whom I am well pleased. And the devil strikes a blow at Christ's identity. If you are the Son of God. In this Lenten journey, let us know our identity in Christ. Let us not exchange the truth for a lie. The wilderness journey is difficult and we need to know who we are in Christ and all that Christ has done for us. Voices will tell us, are you sure you're a good enough Christian? What about that sin you committed? You just go to church Sunday by Sunday and have your sins absolved. Are you sure you're really on the right journey? These are words which negate our identity in Christ. And then appetite and power. I like the word famished. It's onomatopoeic and it's like splash. Famished. Uh, I'd often say it to my parents coming home from school when the tea wasn't quite ready at the time I wanted it to be ready. And there was no eating between meals in that day and age. Oh, I'm famished. Or I'm starving. And my mother would say, you don't know what the word starving or famished means. As she served up the fish fingers, peas and chips. He was famished. Forty days in the wilderness without food. And afterwards, he was famished. What do we hunger for? What do we have an appetite for? Where do we find our satisfaction? If you are famished, command these stones to be turned into bread. The devil tempts him with a quick fix. But here was the bread of life, preparing to become our nourishment. He would break the bread for the multitude, but he himself was to become our bread, broken for us. Where do we seek our satisfaction when we are spiritually and personally and psychologically famished? For Christians on this Lenten journey, we seek Christ, the bread of life. He takes Jesus to a high mountain and shows him the splendors of the world and their empires. It is an amazing person who could resist that temptation to rule over the world. But perhaps 
we reduce it down to our own sense of what in our lives we want power and authority over. Christ calls us to a life of sacrifice, and through our influence as salt and light, we will have influence over the world around us, but perhaps not power. Power and influence is a real temptation. We may not want to rule over kingdoms, but do we want to rule over our own life and our own destiny? The wilderness journey teaches us to follow Christ in the way of sacrifice and self-giving. Let this Lent be a time when we reassess where our appetite and our hunger lies. What is it that satisfies us? Let us follow Christ, who is the bread of life, who will satisfy all our hungers. And then this wilderness incident speaks to me of grace and mercy. And suddenly, angels came and waited on him. We're not quite sure exactly what happened, but it certainly smacks to me of encouragement. After that gladiatorial bout, that boxing match, people gather around the participants to give help and comfort and encouragement. In the wilderness, believe it or not, Heaven is not far from us. When we, need, under, when we are under pressure and under stress, heaven is close by. The ministering angels of God are near us and with us. And as we gather in this place, as it's been described, a thin place betwixt heaven and earth, we draw back the curtain and receive God's help. Paul's testimony under great time of pressure was the words from the Lord to him, My grace is sufficient, for my power is made perfect in weakness. The angels ministered to Christ. Let us at this Lenten time open ourselves up to the grace and the care of God. When we are under pressure and stress, let us allow God to draw back the curtain and through the power of God's Spirit pour into our hearts his grace which is sufficient. So here is a mini Lenten course if you would like to follow it. First, let us know who we are in Christ. Let us not listen to those lying voices we are in Christ. Let us know where we find true nourishment. Let us not chase after that which does not and will not satisfy. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. And let us, in this Lenten season, know God's love and grace. For God's grace is sufficient. For his power is made perfect in weakness. So let us journey through Lent together with Christ before us, following in his footsteps. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.